Hello everyone and welcome back to this week's episode of Four Therapists and a Chit Chat. Thanks again for all your lovely feedback. We really do love hearing from you. Our kind of number one priorities are just making you laugh, making you feel that you're, you know, you're not alone. And it's just nice to hear that we're, we're able to do that. So um, this week's topic is going to be about those awkward moments. So when you have a client who is reluctant to come back because they don't feel the therapy's working or they just send you that email saying, oh, nothing's happening, I'm not sure. Or you speak to someone, whether in your treatment room or just, you know, you're having a conversation with someone and they say, oh, your therapy, so let's say reflexology or reflexology, or my friend had that, they didn't think it was very good or, you know, I had that a few years ago, or it didn't work for me. How do you come back from those? How do you deal with those? That's what we're going to talk about today. But before we do, let me introduce you to my other lovely therapists who I love so much. They just make my week every time I talk to them. They really do. Um, Let's start with you, Amanda McGregor. Introduce yourself. Uh, hello, I'm Amanda <laughs> McGregor. <laughs> so if you hear, if you hear squeaking, it's because I've just come back in from walking my dog and she's got her squeaky toy in, so I'm waiting <laughs> But I'm Amanda from Essex. Yay. And I'm a therapist, sorry. I should, I what, what do you do, Amanda? <laughs> I'm a throwing therapist most of the time, yes, a lot of the time. <laughs> Uh, Nikki. Hello, I'm Nikki. I work in North Cambridgeshire and I'm a Bowen therapist. And the lovely Millie. Hello, I'm Millie. Um, I'm a Bowen therapist and training to be a reflexologist. I can't say the word <laughs> reflexologist, sorry. And um, I'm in Bury St Edmunds, Suffolk. And I'm Sarah, and I'm a reflexologist and Bowen therapist. And like Millie, I'm also located in just outside Bury St Edmunds in Suffolk. So who wants to crack off with today's topic? What do you do when you have those awkward moments? How do you deal with it? Cry. <laughs> yeah. Do you know, I had, um, when I first qualified... I had a client at work, which is a different type of work. And she said to me, oh, um, you know, what have you qualified in? So I said, oh, bone therapist. And she said, oh, she said, I had bone therapy. I said, oh, did you? She said, yes, it was awful. It was terrible. It didn't work for me. And because I just qualified, I just stood there. And I was like, okay, well, I can't just ignore that. I can't ignore it. So I just <laughs> thought to myself, okay, I just kind of, grabbed her arm and I said well you know every therapist is different so I said maybe she wasn't the right therapist for you that's literally the only thing I could think of at the time I don't know if it's right or no, not but I, that's I what think, I said to her yeah but I, I think just... I think that is one of the right answers you know I, I do think and with this kind of is something that comes up every week that you know we all know the clients that need us find us and if they don't stay they don't necessarily tend to need us or what we've got to offer and I do think that sometimes when somebody goes to see somebody it might not be the right therapist for them it might not be the right therapy for them it might not be the right thing at that point in their lives because I I think that therapies are a bit like a toolbox you know bone doesn't work every time reflexology doesn't work every time you know massage doesn't work every time it really depends on for me this is my feeling anyway it depends on the mood of the person the support they need the room you're working from how you're feeling how they're feeling 
it's a real combination of factors. And sometimes it is just that it isn't the right time. And I think the answer you gave me Lee, was a was a perfect one because sometimes it's not the therapist's fault. It's no, one's fault. That, it's just no. yeah, it's yeah, just not I, I, that yeah. right thing. I just said to her, you know, you could, you know, try again with a, a, a different mm. therapist or, I mean, she was fine about it after that, but literally, because I just qualified, I, that's the only thing I, I just, yeah, yeah. Couldn't think of anything. I was just yeah. like, oh no. <laughs> but I think that's, that, that, that's, a, that's a really good answer. What about you, Nikki? Have you had any experience of it? Yes, I have. And as a newly qualified uh, bone therapist, I did find it a real knock to my confidence. <laughs> I, yeah. I wasn't a confident yeah. bone therapist to start off with. And then, but what I have found is that I do get quite a lot of clients who come to me who say, I've been to see the osteopath, that was rubbish. I've been to see the chiropractor, that cost me a fortune and that hasn't worked. Um, and, and so I do feel quite a bit of pressure with bone. Um, <laughs> but what I have found is that often people just aren't open, their minds aren't open to it. So I've had people say to me, oh, yeah, but uh, I'm no different from last week. If anything, I'm worse. And then I'll mm. go through. So how did you find, you know, you said last week you, you couldn't bend down to tie your shoes. Well, yeah, I can tie my shoes now, but I don't know that that was bowing. I think that's probably yeah. would have happened anyway. And I'm like, mm. okay, and then I'll go through the markers and I just think, well, actually, I can see a difference and you're telling me that you can do things. Maybe you're just not open to that. Yeah, I think I just want to explain to people who aren't bowing therapists what markers are. Um, in bowing therapy, mm. and this may be similar with other therapies, each week we'll take a marker. So let's say, for example, someone comes in with a bad knee. It won't just be, oh, you've got a bad knee. We'll ask questions, you know, how do you walk up the stairs? Is it one at a time or do you have to take, a, you know, take each step? Um, sorry, can you do two at a time or one at a time? Does it hurt when you go up? Does it hurt when you go down? Can you do your shoelaces up? Can you bend your knees to get the dishes out of the dishwasher? That's what we mean by markers. But yeah, I think that, Nikki, you know, you are right. Sometimes people... You know, just aren't really open to it for, for whatever reason and there's not I don't know if there's much you can do about it what do you think Amanda well I was just going to say um picking up two things really just picking up from Nikki your comment um about when you first qualified because I remember that as well and thinking and somebody you know coming back in and saying oh it didn't really work and I haven't noticed any differences and I would then panic and think oh no I'm not a very good therapist then and oh and and I would then feel really awful and it really knocked my confidence um and so that that was really hard and I think particularly if you mentioned about, you know, people that come, to come to you and say, oh, I've tried this, I've tried that, and that didn't work, and this didn't work. And I would then panic and think, oh, no, they've tried all of these things. So, oh, you know, it's all on me. And I used to take that inwardly. Mm. And then it was a light bulb moment a few years ago when I suddenly thought, actually, hang on a minute, you're putting all this pressure on me, mm. which then leads on to my other thing about people's expectations mm. so I then actually said to somebody oh so that's fine then you've been and you've tried you know acupuncture you've tried an osteopath you've done physio no that works so no pressure on me then but you've come to me and I'm going to sort it then ha 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 and sort of try to turn it round for them mm -hmm. to realize 
oh, okay, so yes, I have tried these, and and now you know it's 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 all down to me, which leads to their expectations. Mm. That I do sometimes think people think you're going to wave a magic wand and make them better, yeah. and particularly if they've had something for a long time they don't realize mm-hmm. it's not just a quick fix and you're having to peel back the layers of, of, of you know issues um you know problems that they've got and where we're working holistically on the body as a whole and not on a set of um symptoms or a diagnosis you you peel it back and they don't then see a massive leap forward straight away so i think if i have somebody new that comes in like that or they've got a lot of issues I try and explain to them look it's it's you know I'm not going to suddenly make you better you've got to be on this journey and it might take a few sessions and it is all about noticing and the little things and mm-hmm. each little thing adds up to the bigger picture so mm-hmm. like you were saying about tying the shoelaces you know they probably thought oh well you know I can just do my shoelaces now then and as you say, it's difficult because you don't know then that it, it's Bowen, but it's, I think it's trying to say to them, but, you know, whatever it is, Bowen will have an impact on it. So whilst we can't necessarily say it is Bowen, Bowen will still be having an effect on. And and I think sometimes it's really pulling the nitty gritty out of them um, when they say, oh, no, I haven't had any changes. And and you just carry on talking to them or even maybe during the treatment and you suddenly think, oh, OK, so you can do that now then, can you? Mm. Oh, yes, I forgot to say that to you at the beginning. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. and I think it's almost that really having that confidence in yourself and confidence in Bowen that there are those changes will happen. They might not be straight away and they might be quite small, but they do all add up. I think I think yeah. you're right. The actual I think the nub of it is that word expectations, isn't mm. it? It's it's the client expectations and it's the expectations of yourself. And I think there's kind of two roots to this. One is the fact that, you know, and I'm sure this is the same with every therapy because I had the same experience with reflexology as I did with, with training with Bowen is that as therapists, we are not there to cure or diagnose people. Mm. You know, that, that is the number of it. We're not there to yeah. cure them. That is not what we do. That's not within our remit. We're there to help and support. We're there to just um, improve their quality of life. And if we can, you know, get to the root cause of an issue and, 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 and get it gone, that, that's fantastic. But we don't set out with that cure in, in our head um so I think I think that's a really important thing and it's about managing the client's expectations and that's almost part of that pre-treatment discussion even before you have that consultation it's right you know look let's see if we can give you some support um cannot make any promises but this is what we will try and do working together and also I think that thing you talked about Amanda those layers I mean I'm sure you've all heard of this but um, uh, that the idea of the kind of holistic healing process being like an onion, that literally you yeah. are peeling back a layer. And sometimes when you let your clients know about the context of their, their health and well-being issues, about the fact that there will be layers to peel back, you know, about the fact that actually this back injury you've been carrying is not something that appeared overnight. You've had it for, for weeks or it's been a reoccurring thing for years. So it's going to take time you know 
to peel back each of those layers before we get back to that kind of root cause of the problem. So managing client expectations and reminding yourself of your expectations. You know, you're, you're not there to, tr- to cure them. You're there to help and support them and improve their quality of life. I think, like you said, Amanda, sometimes you can take so much responsibility on yourself. You kind of almost feel you think you're a doctor or yes. a nurse or something and you forget. No, yes. I'm just a therapist listening and working with someone's body. And I don't know what's going to happen <laughs> because you just don't know, do you? No, no. And I think, but I think even, you know, although we're not doctors and nurses, I think sometimes maybe to say we are just a therapist is, is kind of, it's not, I think just is maybe yeah, just not is the wrong word. word. Yeah. Is we are purely a therapist. Yeah. I always remember somebody right. told me off saying just years yeah. ago. But I've never You're right. it. I apologize. Yeah. We're not just therapists, we are therapists. Like, <laughs> yes, we are therapists. And um, and as we talked last week, we're purely therapists, whether you do one therapy or more. <laughs> However, yeah. Um, it's I think it, you're exactly right that peeling back of the layers definitely like an onion and we're working holistically so sometimes the what is leading to something an issue in the body is caused by a combination of things and, um, and it's worth trying to find those out which is why it's really important when you I think that initial consultation where you're trying to glean as much information from them and sometimes it can be really painstaking because you get a yes no and it's it's you know it's really hard work but I think if you really try and get the information that that it puts you in a better light and also the fact that whilst it's our responsibility doing the burden on them that also they have a their own their health is their own responsibility and that you know if we if we're sort of suggesting to them look so when you go home try and think about how you stand properly how you sit mm-hmm. correctly think about your posture about your alignment um and so that when they come back in you can then say what well, you know how did it go then thinking about this and a prime example, I had um, a man that came to me for an appointment and was very much like, oh, no, nothing changed. In fact, I think it's probably worse. And no, nothing changed. And um, and I said, oh, OK, then. So how did it go sort of a few days afterwards? And he said, yes, yes, yeah. And then I said, oh, and what about the weekend? He went, oh, well, we said the weekend was really good. He said, because I went up in the loft. And he said, our loft, we haven't cleared out for 25 years. And he said, yes, my wife and I worked really hard, cleared the loft lifting big bits of furniture around we got up there and and I said oh so do you think actually that probably that might have had a bit of a detrimental effect on the treatment mm. and thought, me, because sometimes people don't realize that you know what they're doing in their day-to-day lives they need to mm. look at and so after at the end of the treatment I must not I do say to people right you know be kind to your body mm. do what you would normally do but don't suddenly decide oh I'm suddenly now feeling really good after my bowing I'm going to do the loft you know leave that for a few mm. weeks down the line just be kind and gentle to your body respect it because the healing process and you know the realignment everything moving around and muscles tends to ligaments relaxing all of that sort of thing takes time and I do think that's people can find that difficult and could be the difference between you know allopathic medicine and and the holistic approach that you know you can go and 
take a pill and you get an instant effect of it sometimes and that's not always so with us it can be but not always all the time yeah and I think yeah. also people forget pain really quickly don't they when pain mm-hmm. stops yeah. you forget it was there almost immediately mm-hmm. oh, I had I had a, an emergency client today and bless her you know she was just she was just in, well she came last week and she, she could barely walk walk up the garden path, really. And I saw her again this week just to check how she was. And um, we were talking about the fact that last week her, her, she was in agony with her knees. And then she said, oh, you know, no, no, my, my knees are better. They only hurt occasionally. And then she went, oh, oh actually, oh, do you know what? I, I don't know. I can't remember if my knees hurt anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's so true because you just you do just forget you do just forget about pain but it is you know again it's that whole I think sometimes some of us cannot be and I forget sometimes it's actually about putting your client's life in context and I think that's where the, the consult the consultation and your aftercare advice is really important and again it's all mm. about managing those expectations and um like saying to your clients, well, actually, look, look, let's look at your life. Let's look at the health and well-being and the emotional stuff you've experienced in your lifetime. Um, actually, it's not surprising you're feeling like this. And actually, it's going to take a little bit of time. And I think it goes back to that giving them some sense of ownership and sense of empowerment. So, yeah. you know, I, I had a client with really bad back problems. And, you know, it turns out that she'd fallen off a horse a few times, had a skiing accident, had a couple of traumatic births, this, that and the other. And I said, you you know, it's, it's not surprising you've got back pain. And she'd never looked at that like that before. <clears throat> She's like, oh, my gosh, you're the first person who's ever put all those things together for me. And now I understand why I have back pain. And now I understand why actually my way of dealing with that and getting the right support for it is is I know it has to be a long term commitment. Yeah. It's not going to be a, I'm going to go in and have a reflexology treatment with you. Um, and it's going to be sorted. Yeah. It's something that that has to, you know, continue for a while in order to kind of just give me that relief I need. But I think also for me, what I I now do with clients is that you know the first couple of times that people said to me, "Oh, it hasn't worked," you know, it's very nice, but it's not it's yeah. not for me. And I, it kind of knocked my, you know, my. Um, confidence a bit and I was talking to a bone therapist who has been doing it for like 25 years and um, she said but if you're giving a treatment and you're doing it with the best intention then there's that's the best you can do and Mm. I think and I thought to myself yeah that is what I'm doing I'm giving I am completely in the zone when I'm treating somebody and I give them the best treatment I can give them um and i i do give some of the ownership back to them if they say it hasn't worked mm-hmm. and you know what i think at the end of the, end of the day sometimes it's okay that it hasn't worked you know yeah sometimes for whatever reason and there's kind of there's no point even really beating yourself up about it because like you said nikki the bottom line is you're giving this treatment with all the right intentions you know it's it's set out there you're you're there to support that person so you're not doing anything wrong it's just that sometimes it doesn't work and it's not your fault it's just 
how it is sometimes. The time wasn't right. The therapy wasn't right. They weren't in the right place, whatever it is. It is just sometimes one of those things. And I think sometimes yeah. it takes time as well, doesn't it? That it, it will take longer than the week between the appointments. Yeah. And, yes. you know, we forget pain. So actually, you know, a couple of months down the line, I can't lift my arm above my head. And now I can, but I'd forgotten I couldn't do that because I'm now doing it quite naturally. Or, you know, yeah. it's not no longer hurting for me to put my arm behind my back to do my bra up. And yeah. I forgot that I couldn't do that two months ago. Yeah. I mm. had a client, this was, oh, ages ago, but she came to me for, I can't remember what she came to me for, but she had three treatments and she said, oh, you know, it hasn't worked. It hasn't done anything. And I said, well, you know, then maybe try a different type of therapy. Da, 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 da. Then I saw her, I don't know, about two months later. And she said to me, oh, she said, I just want to say something to you. I said, what's that? She said, well, you know, I said, I didn't, you know, nothing has happened and I didn't feel any benefit from your treatment. She said, I forgot to tell you, she said, but I've been suffering from back problem from what had caused by when she was a child, she'd fallen over. And she said, I just suddenly realized like a month later that I hadn't had any more back pain. <laughs> so it's just like that whole thing. And I was, and she said, so. I think maybe it did actually work for me and that made me feel so much better, but it took. And I don't know if I hadn't have bumped into her, I might not have even known about it. But yeah. I had one client who was a bit, you know, a bit negative about the treatment and, and but then just kept referring people to me. Yeah. <laughs> I had about four or five people she referred and I thought, well, it must have, you must have found some benefit to the treatment, otherwise you wouldn't refer to <laughs> Yeah. But then it might just have been it might just have been you and the fact that, you know, it, it didn't the, the the treatment didn't work, but she felt safe with you and she knew that you were doing your best. So that that's why it's kind of no reflection on the therapist, is it, if something doesn't work. No. But I mean I you know, and I know with reflexology, um I quite often will talk to my clients about their treatment in terms of going to the gym or playing the guitar or a musical instrument, you know, you don't expect to pick up a guitar and become a virtuoso in yeah. one session. You don't expect to go to the gym and do some weights and a bit of running on the running machine and come out with it with a six pack. It, it takes time and it, it takes, it's, it's, two, it's two people in that journey. It's the therapist and the client working together yeah. to, to get them to where they want to be. So yeah, I, you know, that's, that's how I kind of manage some of those, especially when they sit in the chair and like, you know, expect you to, to sort them out in one session. It's like, it's not going to happen. You know, by all means, it's going to be lovely and relaxing. But if you want me to help you with your back pain or plantar fasciitis or, or whatever it might be, you are going to have to commit some time, whether that's once a week or once a month or once every two weeks, you know. And so actually it kind of puts it back on them to go, right, how, how much do you, not necessarily how much do you want this, but how valuable is this to you? How important is this to you? Because this is a journey, not not a kind of one-stop wonder. You're going to have to kind of come along with me for the ride. Yeah, really. and I think it, 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 it's yeah. people's mindsets, isn't it? I can think of one yeah. woman that I used to go and see in her house and um, she um, her freezer was in the garage and to get to the freezer, she had to hold on to the fence to you know for support to get to and from the house oh my gosh. and when I went back um 
I was asking, you know, going through the markers, you know, how are you getting on? What about going to the free? Oh, she said, if anything, it's worse. And I was like, oh, right, okay. Thinking, oh, my God, what am I going to do? And her husband was listening and he said, sorry, that was my job. Um, you know that, he said, that's not true at all, is it? He said, you've been walking to the garage and back. You haven't held on to anything and you haven't used your stick. And she went, yeah. Oh. <laughs> I have not. And she, and I think because she was so used to doing it, she hadn't noticed that she wasn't doing that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's, it, it is part yeah. of their mindset as well. And it's made me realize that I have no control over that. I can't, no. I, I'm giving you the best treatment I can give you. And yeah. I hope that you're getting some benefit from it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think. I also think as well. I also think as well that we're not very good. We're uh, uh, we're very good at complaining yes. and saying, "Oh well, this wasn't right. I didn't like this. I didn't like that." But we're not so good at actually praising people and you know and going into a restaurant and at the end saying, "Oh, that was a really fantastic meal. Thank <clears> you so much. And the presentation was really good. The waitress was really friendly and really lovely." You know, it, people just just don't do that so much. And I think that's the same in therapy as well, that, you know, people uh, will come and say, oh, well, I haven't really noticed anything. And, and you sort of then have to work through and say, well, actually, look, you've just said this. Yes, you have. But um, they don't necessarily always come in and go, oh, do you know what? That was absolutely amazing. And this happened and that happened. And all those little things, they don't see as bigger things. But you know, I, I do think it just is going back to managing people's expectations and your expectations and and making it that it is it's their health journey it does need commitment um and it's it's a it's a health plan that you work on together mm. with them from both sides and you know it's they have got to take on the responsibility of committing to mm. that and working towards the end yeah, goal yeah definitely that. i think so I think really the key thing is that's coming out of this in terms of, you know, what do you do when you have um, someone walk into your treatment room or give you a call and say, mm, it's not working or someone say, well, I'm not going to do Bowen. I've heard about it and it's not very good or reflexology didn't work for me last time is actually, I think sometimes it's good to practice what your response could be. And I think that above and beyond that, you have to manage people's expectations and that starts from the minute you get that inquiry from them and continues through every consultation. And, and so managing their expectations and your expectations and making sure that you are doing a little bit of recording. I mean, I, you know, it's something I've taken across from the bone therapy to my reflexology is to get some of those key markers down. You know, what is your current condition stopping you from doing so that you can say well okay actually you did mention that every time you bend down to get the dishes you're having to hold on to a chair or hold on to the worktop how's that this week and it is reminding them of those little stages of progress and how they're progressing on their journey isn't yeah. it yeah 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 oh that's great that's really good that's really useful it's 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 always difficult I think when you're starting out because you do feel incredibly nervous and you do wonder what to say but I do think managing expectations and practicing about what you're going to say is absolutely key and just reminding yourself that you know it's not you it's you know you're you're setting out with the best intentions to give the best treatment you can 
And some people are going to take it and some people are not. And it's going to work for some and not for others. So that's brilliant. Thank you very much. We've decided that next week, um, oh my gosh, oh, that's it. We're going to talk about <laughs> where to work from. I almost forgot then. My brain just stopped working. <laughs> um, so we were talking, especially with the, the, the prospect that we're soon going back to work, fingers crossed, toes crossed, everything crossed. Um, it's a question of, and, and, and Millie, you brought this up at our very first conversation, I think it was, you know, uh -huh. thinking, oh my God, where am I going to work from? Yeah. What am I going to do? You know, yeah. I, I don't want to be mobile because my stuff is too heavy. I'm not sure I want to go to people's houses, but do I want people around my, my house? And, oh God, can I afford to rent a treatment room? What's, what's the deal with all that? So yeah. we thought that next week we might talk about, you know, the different pros and cons of all the different places you could work. And, you know, um, so you can try and sort out what works best for you in advance of, of the um, statement coming out in a few weeks time. And it's great because the four of us all do different things. So Amanda has um, has our own multidisciplinary treatment rooms. Me and Nikki both work from home. We've got clinics outside the house. And Amanda's in that position where she's just currently, sorry, I keep calling Amanda, really Amanda, <laughs> because Millie's real name, yeah. well, she's got lots of names. One of her many names is Amanda. <laughs> so we decided to call Amanda Millie, Millie. <laughs> so just Millie, Millie, yes. <laughs> Millie is at, that, at the beginning of that journey, working out where she wants to go from. So um, hopefully that will be a good discussion next week. So thank you very much, girls. Thank you. Thank you. See you next week. Yeah, see you next week. See you next week. Okay, bye. Bye.